Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast. This is your host, Hal Elrod, and thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you and uh, that you're taking the time to listen today. It is the second episode, second week uh, of the year, and today we're going to talk about what I would call the easiest way to achieve your goals, the easiest way to achieve your goals, which is simply predetermining which rituals and routines will enable you to achieve your goals and then scheduling those rituals and routines each and every day, and then following through, right? Might sound easy. In fact, this is inspired by a post I put up on social media. A lot of podcast uh, episodes, when I'm looking for uh, an idea or what inspires the ideas, I'll post something on social media that comes to me in a moment of meditation or inspiration, and then I'll go, well, hey, let me go beyond the post and expand on this for, for you guys and gals, for the listeners, uh, and really go deeper into the topic. So this was a post I did about rituals and routines and how creating the appropriate ones for your goals make it easy or at least easier. It's one of the easiest approaches to achieving your goals. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we dive in, I want to take just a minute to thank our sponsor, Organifi. Organifi One of my favorite supplement companies, they make the highest quality organic supplements made from whole foods, not synthetic chemicals like most vitamin companies make their vitamins from. And uh, they're all in convenient powder form. So you've got a green juice and a red juice and you just open up the top, scoop out the powder, put it in water or almond milk or your favorite beverage, your smoothie, um, and you get a boost of energy. You get a boost of adaptogens that allow you to adapt better to stress cognitive enhancement from especially their uh, Pure. They've got a product called Pure that I I use in the morning and on and on and on. They've got a great line of products. Head over to Organifi.com forward slash Hal. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi.com forward slash Hal. And then use the code Hal at checkout and you'll get an additional 20% off your entire order. Used to be 15%. They upped it this year for Achieve Your Goals listeners. Aston's been such a long-time sponsor of ours uh, to 20% off your entire order. So check it out, Organifi.com forward slash Hal. And then last but not least, I just want to remind you the Miracle Morning app is now available for Apple and Android. Uh, It is a very simple app to track your Miracle Morning savers. And it's designed to help you do the most important thing, which is be consistent, hold yourself accountable, right? Follow through and uh, yeah, check it out at the App Store or the Google Play Store. All right, without further ado, let's talk about the easiest way to achieve your goals in 2022. Hello, goal achievers, members of the Miracle Morning community, friends and family. Welcome to today's podcast. This is the second podcast of 2022. And uh, last week, we talked about how to live your life in 30-day challenges, Uh, shared the concept that something I personally do is every 30 days, I identify what's one area of my life that I really want to focus on improving, taking to the next level. Sometimes it's a full-on, you know, 
180 degree transformation. Usually it's just a little bit of improvement uh, or starting something that maybe I used to do in the past. Maybe I used to exercise or ride a bike or run and I stopped. For example, that's actually three days ago. I started uh, running again. I haven't run in, oh gosh, years. I don't even know. Actually, I guess a couple of years ago I was running, but yeah, it's been years since I ran. And so um, on first day of the year, I'm like, all right, I'm doing it. It was 26 degrees outside, which Dude, I live in Texas, you guys. That's not not super normal. But uh, but anyway, but yeah, our, our, we have pretty wild temperature swings here. And it was 26 degrees, and I thought, oh, I got every excuse not to run. That's why I'm going to do it. You know, even more so uh, to me, when there's a bigger challenge, I, I try to take that on and not use it as an excuse. I thought, if I can run in 26-degree weather, I could run any day of the year. And so I bundled up, I put on long johns and, you know, uh, sweatpants and layers and jacket and all this uh, beanie. And I went for a run. And I'll tell you, I have uh, almost no stamina, very little stamina. So I ran probably, it was less than a mile. It was, I ran around our property, a couple loops, ran down a hill, up a hill. It was probably like three quarters of a mile. Um, but I didn't stop. And and by the way, if you ever run in 26 degree weather, your lungs are burning. Like it's hard to, to catch your breath. And But I committed, all right, I'm going to do this certain loop and I will not stop until I make it back, no matter how much I want to. Uh, and again, you know, having not run in a couple of years, uh, it was challenging, but I, uh, I, I did it, right? I, I, and I was like, <gasps> I was like, I was huffing and puffing. And it just showed me, wow, man, I really need to get back to this. I need to get my cardio uh, capacity back up to where it used to be. I play basketball, but it's just, I don't know, not quite the same. So anyway, with that said, uh, we're going to talk about routines and rituals, right? Last week, we talked about 30-day challenges, how to live your life in 30-day challenges, where you pick one area of your life that you want to focus on improving, and you focus hyper-focus on that area for the month until you really get it down. It really becomes a ritual, a routine. Uh, it becomes a habit. It becomes something that you just do automatically or much more easily because it's always challenging to do something that you're not doing, right? That's always a challenge because you're not used to it. It's not habitual. It's not automatic. It takes effort and discipline. Sometimes it takes courage. But if you focus for 30 days on doing any one thing, that enhances your life in some way. It could be spending time with your kids or your spouse. It could be exercising. It could be anything. It could be making phone calls to prospects. It could be writing. It could be anything. But you do that one thing for 30 days and you acclimate to it. In fact, one thing I don't think I talked about last week, which I, I intended to, there was a chapter in the Miracle Morning book called From Unbearable to Unstoppable. And in that chapter, I talked about this three-phase kind of approach that I've taken to habits, to implementing a new habit or getting rid of a bad habit. And the first 10 days can be unbearable, right? It can feel unbearable to start something new that you're not used to doing. The second 10-day phase is the uncomfortable phase. So once you make it first those first through those first 10 days, and it's not, you know, it's not an exact science, it might be a few days or five days, or it might take 20 days. But that first phase of like, oh, I don't, I don't like doing this. I'm not used to this. It's not comfortable. I, I, I can barely breathe when I'm running, you know. Once you overcome those first 10 days, you get into the uncomfortable phase, which is where, you know, you're not a master yet. It may still be challenging, but it's not unbearable anymore. Now you're starting to acclimate. You're starting to get used to it mentally, physically, and emotionally. And then the third 10-day phase of a 30-day challenge is the unstoppable phase, 
which is where it becomes automatic, which is where the alarm goes off and you don't even think about it. There's no resistance. There's no, oh, oh, I don't want to wake up. There's, no, it's becoming a habit. It's becoming automatic. And so during those third, that third 10-day phase is when you become unstoppable because this new change you're wanting to make in your life becomes easy. And you may remember or you may have heard of the, uh, the 21-day to change a habit philosophy. And that was based on, I believe it was the book Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. I haven't read that book in many years, but I believe that was the original book that was citing the study um, that it takes 21 days to change a habit. And then the book, The One Thing, talks about it takes 66 days to change a habit, right? And they, they cite a Harvard study. Uh, I personally believe that in a lot of ways, mind over matter, it takes as many days as you believe. If you believe you could change a habit in one day, and you give it everything you have and you commit, you go, today's the day I draw my line in the sand. I'm committed to doing this new thing that I've been wanting to do and I'm doing it today and then I'm doing it forever or I'm doing it for the rest of the year, right? You know, I might be being extreme with one day, but, but the point being, whether it takes 21 days or it takes 66 days or it takes 30 days, I think it has more to do with you than it has to do with the actual time frame. I think the time frame is somewhat arbitrary compared to your level of commitment. That's really what it's about. If you commit on day one, that for the next for the rest of the year, I'm doing it no matter what, you can do anything. And so, but if you think about the 21-day strategy, right? Well, after 21 days, you've implemented the habit. Well, during that final 10-day phase that, that I call the unstoppable phase, that's where you cement the habit. Because if the first 10 days were unbearable and the next 10 days were uncomfortable, Right. And then you don't want to pat yourself on the back and go, I made it to 20 day 21. Oh my God. This is not enjoyable. I'm not enjoying this running or this, whatever you're doing. I'm going to just, I'm going to give myself a few days off. Right. And a few days off turns into a few weeks off and months off. And we've all been there before where you look back and you're like, oh man, I, I started that new habit, but I didn't stick with it. Right. Maybe it was your miracle morning. Um, so for me, those 30 days, I find that 30 days is a really effective way to implement or change any habit. And of course, it goes with the rhythm of the months, right? So that kind of makes it nice where you go um, every month, you can pick that one area of your life that you want to focus on improving. And maybe I'm sure if you listen to last week's podcast, you're probably in the midst of that right now. And we're going to continue kind of the theme of last week's podcast, which is really strategies on how to make this your best year ever. And, and really, that's coming off the four-part series that we did in December on an unconventional approach to making 2022 the best year of your life. And now we're starting the year by just giving you more tools, giving you more strategies to continue making this your best year ever. Uh, last year, and even the last two years, a lot of my episodes were really about, you know, inner freedom and feeling good and um, and, and really a lot of sp kind of spiritual spiritual or spirituality-focused uh, episodes. And, and we're going to continue that because that's who I am. But I thought we'd start off the year uh, with some really strong, uh, strategic, left-brained, like, all right, let, let's, get our, let's get our house in order so that we can really start the year in a really focused way, in an intentional way, so that we have everything lined up. We've got our 30-day challenges, uh, and then today we're going to talk about our daily routines, and we're, we're set up for success in 2022. So I'm going to help all of you. Uh, I want to keep helping all of you to do that. So one of the most profound benefits, and this is really laying the foundation for today, um, one of the most profound benefits of organizing your life into daily routines is that it is much easier to reach your goals. And now why is that? It's because that when you predetermine which routines will enable you to reach your goals, 
Success is as simple as doing the same things at the same time each day. It doesn't get much easier than that. Now, for me personally, if it weren't for my daily routines and being so intentional about my schedule, I would be a mess. Like seriously, the way my brain works or or doesn't work, I am very indecisive. I am easily distracted. I've been diagnosed with severe ADHD. Uh, I struggle with my memory. That's a combination of, you know, brain damage from my car accident, plus the cognitive decline from my 700 plus hours of chemotherapy. And, And now I realize that, you know, it's not healthy to affirm that over and over, like affirming all of that doesn't help me, but I'm just trying to be open and vulnerable here and and just let you know kind of what's going on behind the scenes. And so one of my fundamental keys to success ever since my car accident for the last 20 years has been predetermining which routines will enable me to produce the outcomes and the results that I want in my life, you know, related to my goals, related to my health, my wealth, my happiness, my productivity, et cetera. And then once I've predetermined which routines will enable me to produce the results that I want, then I create what I call a foundational schedule. And I know probably in the last year or two, I've talked about this, but let's revisit this, right? In a foundational schedule, it's simply the schedule that incorporates all of the daily activities, all of my routines and my rituals that I need to execute in order to consistently produce the results that I want. And now I know some people, my wife kind of being one of them, but some may say it's too boring or rigid to do the same things every day. And, and I say to each their own, like I am not claiming here that my way of doing things is the right or only way, but I wanted to share this concept and, and per- share my specific foundational schedule in case this helps anybody. And you might not take, you know, you might not be as rigid or structured as I am, um, but for sure you can take pieces of this and incorporate it into your life. And part of the way that I'm not so rigid and structured is I have a foundational schedule Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, they're focused on spending quality time with my family. So I might stay up later. I might sleep in, although rarely I am pretty disciplined about waking up uh, at the same time each day. Uh, and But generally, I allow my wife and kids to dictate our schedule on the weekends. You know, my wife, whatever she wants to do, whatever the kids want to do, that's what I do, right? So, so for me, I'm much more focused Monday through Friday on this foundational schedule doing the same things at the same time each day. And sometimes it's not every day. Like sometimes my Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Tuesday, Thursday, there will be alternating activities, right? So, but, but essentially every week, it's generally the same schedule. And so, so I'll actually break this down for you. I'll share, I'll share with you hour by hour. And if you want to write this down, you know, and then you can use this as a, as kind of a, a model for you to create your own foundational schedule for this year, if you haven't already done so. Monday through Friday, so here's my schedule. 4.30 a.m. is my, my wake-up time. 5 to 6 a.m. is when I do my miracle morning. That's my, I do my savers from 5 to 6. From 6 to 7 a.m., that's my writing time. That's when I write. I create content. Like right now, I'm working on um, update, doing some updates in the Miracle Morning book, just some real simple ones that I want to uh, incorporate, like the new app that came out. I want to let people know about that. So I'm just incorporating some things this week. My focus during my writing time is updating the Miracle Morning book. And then starting next week, it'll be focusing on, uh, I'm actually going to do a complete rewrite of the Miracle Morning book that I'm going to publish. You're the, this is the first I've announced this. You're going to hear about this. But 12-12-2022, December 12th, this year is the 10-year anniversary of the original 
publication of The Miracle Morning. So I'm going to do a full-on uh, updated and expanded edition, probably like 30% more content um, for the 10-year anniversary. So I'm going to work on that this year. And then I'm also, I have another book that, as you know, I've been writing the last few years. So I'm trying to, my goal is to actually finish both of those books this year. We'll see if, if that's doable. We'll see. Um, so 6 to 7 a.m. is my writing time. I wake my kids up at 7 uh, and I always wake them up. If you don't know this, it's, it's a, usually a very pleasant, I rub their back and I usually say really positive, like I give them a back massage and I, you know, my, I do my son and my daughter go back and forth and, uh, and, and I just say positive affirmations. I say, I love you so much this morning. You're going to have a great day. Today's Monday, your first day back to school. Like I orient them kind of as they're waking up on, you know, what today is, what's going on. I go, Hey, let's have an awesome morning together as a family. I just start their day with a really positive tone and positive words to hopefully positively impact their subconscious mind in some way. And then seven to eight is kind of helping the kids get ready for school, helping make lunches. I make my smoothie during that time. And by the way, I have the same smoothie every single day. Part of my daily routine is, and this is where some people would be like, no, I can't do that. Um, I drink the same smoothie Monday through Thursday. uh, And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I make my own almond milk. I got this really cool device uh, called an almond cow, um, as in like an almond cow, right? A cow that makes almond milk. You can make any kind of nut milk in it. Um, they're not a sponsor or anything, but I'm just letting you know. It's some, one of my favorite devices. My friend Brianna Greenspan told me about this. And uh, so I make my own almond milk. And then I use the almond meal, like the ground up almond part that is extracted from the milk. I use that and eat, like make my own kind of little granola cereal on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's kind of like my little treat. And same thing with um, coffee. I used to drink coffee every day, and then I found that when I drink green tea, it helps my brain. I function much better off the caffeine from green tea. The reason being, uh, from what I understand, it's that green tea comes with L-theanine. There's L-theanine present in green tea, and that's an amino acid that balances out the effects of caffeine so that you don't have the spike and then the crash. You have a much smoother energy boost and a much smoother cognitive boost. So for me, Monday through Thursday – uh, I drink green tea. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I can do a three-day weekend every week. Friday, Saturday, Sunday is when I have my basically bulletproof coffee. I throw some butter in there, some MCT oil, um, some of my homemade almond milk, right? So it, it, it breaks up the monotony of this rigid routine of this, uh, you know, the foundational schedule where on the weekends, I've got this flexibility. I'm hanging out with the kids. I'm hanging out on our property, like whatever. And, uh, and also with my diet, it reflects that as well, right? Monday through Thursday, sometimes Monday through Friday, but Monday through Thursday, typically green tea, same smoothie every day. Right. And then I have a, you know, different, different things I eat on the weekend. So anyway, eight to 9 a.m., right? My wife takes the kids to school at eight, eight to 9 a.m. is my workout time. I lift weights. I run or bike. I kind of alternate between the two Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I usually run Tuesday, Thursday, I bike. And then nine to 12 PM, that's my work time. So that's when I work on high priority projects, my to-do list. That's when I usually have interviews scheduled, you know, when I'm on people's podcasts, I record this podcast, right? Which is right now it's 1130 AM on a Monday, no, Tuesday, um, recording the podcast, right? So it's, it, this is scheduled, of course. 12 to 1 is my lunchtime. And during lunch, that's when I watch television. I may have mentioned this to you before. Uh, I don't know what it is. That's my like total decompression time. So I can focus, you know, for, from 9 to 12. And then I just get to enjoy that space. And I, again, I eat the same salad every single day. Part of my daily routine, same salad every single day. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat. And for me, that works. I've created a salad that I... 
I love my smoothie every day and I love my salad. I look forward to them every day because I've tweaked the recipes so that they taste amazing. And usually in all transparency, after about six months, I usually start to get bored of it for whatever, you know, so you might be like, you're crazy. Six months, I'd be bored in like, you know, a few days. But with every like six months, usually I switch up the smoothie because I just need to change the taste or I change the taste of the, the salad or whatever. So 12 to one is eat lunch. One to two, that's relax, get sunshine and play basketball. And the reason is, you know, I'm digesting food and I find that, you know, the brain, the blood is gone from my brain to my stomach. So that's kind of a buffer time where from one to two in the summer, I'll go lay out by the pool and I'll just get sunshine, get vitamin D. Um, and then usually the last 20 or 30 minutes of that hour, I will play basketball, uh, help digest the food, get my blood moving again. And then I go back in and then from two to 3 PM is my daily wrap up. And that's where I sit down at my desk. I look at my schedule and the way that I, I kind of, um, specify my daily wrap up closure for today, clarity for tomorrow. So if you want to write that down or, you know, that, that for me was really once I like just, just the alliteration of that closure for today, clarity for tomorrow. That's my daily wrap up from two to three. And that's where I look at the schedule, make sure I, if there's any to do's that didn't get done, I move them over to tomorrow, right? So I'm closing closure for today and then getting clarity on what I'm going to do tomorrow. Uh, and then three to 4 PM, I pick up the kids from school. Uh, Wednesdays, I go to the farmer's market with, you know, uh, take the kids. 3.30. So pick up the kids from school, three to four, four to five, play with my son. Five to six is family dinner. Six to seven, hang out with my daughter. Seven to 8 p.m., hang out with my wife. Although we just talked about this today. It's like, we need to be more diligent about that. You and I usually drift apart sometimes and I don't know where we end up. She's like, no, you're totally right. So again, I'm not perfect with any of this stuff, but uh, but pretty close. Uh, Eight to 9 p.m. is my miracle evening. And that's when I, I go into the bedroom. I read for about 30 minutes. I wind down. Sometimes I'll journal. And then 9.30 p.m. is my bedtime. So I get seven hours of sleep from 9.30 to 4.30. So that's the daily schedule, Monday through Thursday, or it was Monday through Friday, but this year now it's going to go to Monday through Thursday because the kids don't have school on Fridays. So we're going to do family day on Fridays. But uh, I allow for flexibility. But in general, I wake up every day. And the beauty of it is I don't have to think much about what I'm going to do and when. I just follow my schedule and the results that I want pretty much take care of themselves. So... That is my example, but turning the, the spotlight on you, I want you to realize that the, the, just think high level here. It's the general principle. I'll go back to what I said earlier, which is that one of the most profound benefits of organizing your life into daily routines is that it's much easier to reach your goals. Like who doesn't want it to be easier? And the reason it's easier is because when you predetermined which routines will enable you to reach your goals, Success is as simple as doing the same things at the same times each day. And if you commit to a foundational schedule for 30 days, which by the way, that might be your next 30 day challenge is, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to create an hour by hour foundational schedule. And I'm going to incorporate the activities that I need, the routines that I need to get in the best shape of my life, to make more money, to have better relationships with my wife or husband and my kids and my family or friends or whatever, right? Incorporate all of that. In fact, I'll, I tweak my foundational schedule all the time. One thing I'm trying to find right now is I got to find time to fit friends in. Like there's not really time for friends in there. And I realized that when uh, one of my best friends, John Vroman, texted me, I think two days ago, he said, hey, you want to get together this week? And I said, absolutely. 
a hundred percent. And then, but I didn't give any clarity because I looked at my schedule and I go, I don't have any room for friends. <laughs> I forgot to, forgot to put that in my schedule. And so I didn't respond at all for two days after saying, yes, 100%, I want to get together. And then he, he texts me or he called me this morning and he goes, Hey, you want to schedule something? I go, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I just, I created this foundational schedule and I like, I didn't allow, I didn't think about fitting time for friends. So for me, I want to fit time every week where I can spend time with, you know, at least one friend, go out to lunch or whatever. So I just got to figure out when that's going to be. But I want you to think about your life and the goals that you have this year and think about what are the activities that you need to do to achieve those goals. You probably know what they are. It probably isn't rocket science. And if you don't know what they are, right, if you haven't gotten totally clear on, okay, I know that my goal is to lose 20 pounds, but I, I didn't actually go further and ask myself, what specifically will I do and when will I do it to ensure that I'm doing the things every day I'm showing up in a way, right, that will lead to that goal being achieved. So ask yourself, what are the routines and then create your foundational schedule accordingly. And by the way, I have, you know, kind of my, um, like after lunch, that one hour, one to 2 PM, that's really my, I used to call that my total time freedom. In fact, that's, that's actually what it says in my schedule, total time freedom, but specifically it's time to relax, get sunshine, play basketball, do whatever I want. That's the thing. It's just, it's just do whatever I want. It's just some, I could take a nap, whatever, right? It's just, it's just free time in the middle of the day to kind of break up the day. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, there's, there's, there's not, there's not a lot more to it than that. I just, I'm encouraging you, right. To give this a try. And I know some of you are probably nodding your head being like, yep, I'm already on that page. Hal. like, I already do that. I live my life by, you know, by rituals and routines and a schedule and uh, that enables me to be successful. But back when I was, I think when I first started, this was really when I was in sales and I determined that the routine I needed each day to achieve all of my goals in sales, which meant all of my income goals, was I simply needed to make a specific number of phone calls each day. You know, and, and I've, I've talked about this before, but let me, let me reiterate this. The breakthrough I had was I realized that I rode an emotional roller coaster as a salesperson in my career. If I, had, if I, if I made you know, 20 phone calls one day and, and I scheduled five appointments, I felt fantastic. I was like, that's great. But if I made 20 phone calls the next day and I didn't schedule any appointments and like two people were rude to me and hung up on me or, or yelled at me or cursed at me or whatever, I would feel I'd be like, oh, I hate this job because I hate the way I feel, right? I'm going to go get a regular job where I don't have to deal with the pressure and the, you know, the, the adversity and the rejection. I can't handle it. I'm too fragile, right? And, and then I realized I'm playing the game all wrong. I've got the rules that I am playing by set up for a, a real roller coaster of emotion, good days and bad days, good moments and bad moments. And I thought, what if I change the rules? What if I just commit to make 20 phone calls a day? five days a week, and I don't give any energy, I don't worry like any, I don't, I'm not attached to the results, right? So it's being committed to the process without being emotionally attached to the results. I thought, what would happen then? And so I started making 20 calls a day. And once my 20 calls were done, didn't matter how they went. In fact, the example I use, and this is so true, I remember I can like picture sitting in my apartment when this happened, I had committed the new strategy and somebody goes, hey, look, I, I'm not interested in what you're selling. Don't ever call here again. Click. And normally when that happened, 
I would feel this like this like pain in the pit of my stomach of the rejection of somebody. And I would always think I'd go into victim mode and think things to myself. Like I'm a good person. Like if they knew me, they would never do that. How rude. I would never do that to anybody. Why would they do that to me? Right. I would go on this little like victim soapbox. And I remember once I shifted my mindset to just predetermine the process, right. Of 20 calls a day. That was my routine, daily routine of 20 calls a day. And I was not attached to my results anymore. I made a conscious commitment, a conscious decision. I will no longer be emotionally attached to my day-to-day results because I'm not, I'm not living life for one day. I'm, I'm in it for the long haul. And there's going to be good days and bad days. Why let the bad days determine my emotional state? And I ask you that. Why let the bad days determine your emotional state? Look at the bigger picture. When you look back to the end of your life, you, you didn't win because you got upset, angry, sad, frustrated when things didn't go your way. That didn't serve you. Think about that. How about you look back and you go, man, there was good days and bad days, but that never changed my state of mind. I was grateful for all of it. I was grateful for every moment that I was alive. Even when things didn't go my way, even when I had bad days, I still was able to find that place inside of me that was just grateful to be alive. How about that? How about that's how we approach life? So anyway, I decided I will not be emotionally attached to my results. And the first time somebody was like, hey, don't ever call here again. Screw you, blah, 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 hung up on me. I went, sweet. That's the fastest call I could have made. I checked off and I used to tally my 20 calls in a physical notebook, tally my 20 calls every day. And, I'll, and, and by the way, I'll, I'll get to that in a second about how to create your foundational schedule, where to create it. But anyway, so well, that was amazing. You think about that. Nothing changed in in the way of my day-to-day results. I got rejected still, I right? Nothing changed. My career, the, the sales career was the same. Life was the same. It was up and down and good days and bad days. But because I decided I would no longer be emotionally attached to my results, to the things that were out of my control, I gained control. I regained control of my inner world, of my state of mind, of my emotional state. And I'm sharing this because for you, you can do the same thing. Right. And this is kind of a continuation of the conversation we've been having over the last, you know, ever since COVID hit. And this was really been the focus is how do you control how you experience every moment of your life? And this is one of the ways you create a foundational schedule. You commit to the process of following through with that schedule and you decide consciously, I will not be emotionally attached to my results. I will not be emotionally attached to anything that is out of my control because when I am, when we are emotionally attached to things that are out of our control, how do we feel? Exactly, out of control. And that doesn't serve us. Feeling out of control does not serve us. That causes stress and anxiety and depression. And I don't know about you, but when I'm feeling stressed, anxious, and depressed, I am not at my best, right? So in terms of your foundational schedule, you know you can use a digital calendar. I use a calendar called Fantastical, which is an app that my friend Pat Flynn recommended. It's basically like Google Calendar. Google Calendar is free. Fantastical is like 50 bucks in the app store. So just you can use Google Calendar or whatever digital calendar you, know, you might use. Um, ProtonMail has a new digital calendar as well. Or now, well, by the way, and that's what I use. The, what's beautiful about that, of course, is that you just hit, you know, you can, it, you can customize it. Like for me, I can go, okay, this routine I'm going to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every week. This routine I'm going to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 
every week at this time, right? Recurring. And I'm going to color it blue. And I'm going to color this one yellow. I'm going to categorize my schedule based on colors so that I can glance at it and know what I'm doing. That next hour I'm starting work because it's in blue. Next hour is, you know, it's in red. That means it's some sort of appointment. This is for me personally. But yeah, the beauty of that is that you can create and you can adjust it. So you can drag and drop and move and, you know, you can play with your schedule. It's really easy to adjust it. Now, if you prefer a physical calendar like the Miracle Morning Planner or whatever, you know, Franklin Covey Planner, whatever you use, a few ways you can do it. Obviously, you can write it in every week. That's you know, and that might help you to like physically write it in. Uh, to, I wouldn't want to do that. That's a little bit repetitive. The other way to do it is to print out your foundational schedule. And so that's if you want to have a physical version of it, you can print out your foundational schedule, right? Just create it on a, like use an Excel spreadsheet, use a Microsoft Word document. You can color code it however you want to do it. And, uh, and then you can print it every single week and you can leave space for like white space for, you know, appointments or anything that you might schedule on the fly that might not be embedded in the foundational schedule. Um, so those are the two ways I recommend, right? Either to do your digital schedule, which I think most people are on now, or if you really like pen and paper, uh, then I would use, uh, I would print it off your computer and then you can print a new one. You know, you can just have one every week that you follow. But if you have need flexibility to add things into your schedule, you know, you can print off a new a new weekly schedule every single week. I think that's it. All right. So let's do that. Let's. Uh, I'm inviting you to join me in giving this a try, at least some portion of it, incorporating your foundational schedule. And by the way, if you really resist routine, if you really want flexibility in your schedule, and you're like, oh, this is just like you know, irking you to think about how OCD I am, then put that in your schedule, like schedule three hours, free time, three hours, do whatever I feel like, right. Or, you know, or Saturday, do whatever I feel like today, you know, so your, 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 your foundational schedule does, it can be a hybrid where it doesn't have to be as rigid as mine. It can be like, okay, I'll be, I'm going to schedule every hour for the first half of the day. And then I'm gonna leave the second half of the day, complete white space for whatever, I feel like in the moment. So it doesn't, it's not all or nothing. You can kind of incorporate the best of both. But like I said, the more you have routines in place that you've predetermined will be the routines needed to achieve your goals, the easier it is to achieve your goals. It's simply a matter of doing the same things at the same times each day and each week. And there are certain things I have in my week, like, you know, date night with my wife, like things that aren't on the day-to-day, everyday schedule, but that I know every Thursday night, right? Me and my wife go out for a date. So that's part of the weekly routine, if you will. All right. I think that's it for today. Um, hope this has been helpful for you and beneficial. Uh, again, incorporating last week's 30, living your life in 30 day challenges with today's podcast on creating your foundational schedule, establishing your routines that'll achieve your goals. If you don't have anything like this or quite this um, specific, consider this being your next 30 day challenge, but don't wait until like, you know, the next month to start it. I would start it today. And then I would, you know, fumble through it, practice with it, play with it, adjust it until you start your next 30-day challenge. So don't wait. Don't wait. Start it today when it's fresh in your mind. All right. Goal achievers, members of the Miracle Morning community, friends and family, I love you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, let's continue to make 2022 the best year of our life. And remember, it's not about the results at the end. It's about how you choose to show up every single day. So wake up every day. Dedicate time to your miracle morning, becoming the best version of yourself so that you can show up at your best for those that you love and those that you lead. Talk to y'all next week. 
Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 